0: Hi everybody, it's Erin and Meg and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast if you're
1: new here welcome we've been seeing a lot of new growth and we're very excited to expand the love you mean it fam
0: yeah we're so excited that we've been getting so many new followers listeners and so many more people engaging with our content if you are new here and you don't really know a lot about this podcast welcome like meg said we are two girls in our 20s we're just figuring it all out our podcast is all about some lighter topics from dating relationships to kind of more serious topics like mental health and I don't know. We're just really here to start conversations and I don't know, to just really make a family with everybody here. And we're really excited. Yeah. So
1: for this week's episode, we were so fortunate, so beyond fortunate to have Katie Bilotti come on. If you guys don't know who she is, she is first and foremost a YouTuber. She has been on YouTube for what, like a decade? I would say at I least. Think like a decade at this yeah, point. Yeah. So she's been there for a while. Her vlogs and stuff are great. If you want to check those out, she's also a graphic
0: designer. She's an
1: influencer she just wears like so many
0: hats like she does so many things she kind of spilled some tea about products that she wants to create in the future with us that she's never even really talked about before so it's really exciting
1: yeah and she's just talking to us about how she stays inspired especially like during covid and like how it affected her business and just all that good stuff so we're gonna get into that with her but right before we do
0: we're going to do our segment So we have a segment every single week because our podcast is called the Love You Mean It podcast and so every single week we talk about what we're loving and recently we also started talking about what we're hating and so as always Meg's gonna go first. But before we get into it we just wanted to shout out Camila from the My Point of View podcast.
1: She's one of our homies and... I love like being in this podcasting community. Everyone is so nice and welcoming and just like ready to support other podcasters, which I absolutely love. But she recently shouted us out in her Friday faves that she does every Friday. She posts a bunch of different podcasts and like specific episodes that she recommends. If you guys like seeing recommendations, I highly recommend following my point of view podcast podcast. Also, her content is great in itself. She pointed out that she actually really likes this segment where we're talking about what we're loving and what we're hating. And I thought that was
0: so cute. That was so
1: nice because we weren't really sure about the hating aspect, mm-hmm. but I'm glad it's being received positively. I think that's something that like we really wanted, so to get some good feedback is always a good thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was really cool because, I mean, if you are new here, you wouldn't know, but the podcast used to solely only be Meg and I, but we've recently started interviewing a bunch of really cool people and we still wanted to kind of still implement that aspect of Meg and I because that's what people really came here for in the beginning. And so that's when we added like this 10 minute segment before every interview where we just kind of like catch up with you guys. So it was really cool to have someone say that was their favorite part. I was like, wow, okay
1: no i know so thank you to camila go ahead and follow her instagram and also check out her podcast if you like this if you like this podcast you'll definitely like her podcast we'll
0: leave all her links in the show notes down below but we're gonna get started so what
1: i'm hating this week is produce that goes bad specifically lettuce (laughs) I've been having this little I I have beef with lettuce right now I was
0: gonna say there's like some kind of tension in the apartment between Meg and just lettuce in general yeah so like I feel like I buy
1: bags of lettuce you know to make salads either like as a meal or as a side for my dinners and I feel like I never use it quick enough I feel like it just goes bad like the next day and I check the dates and everything, like when I buy it, and like I still feel like I always get lettuce that's like turning that pinky purple color. You know that when you know it's bad, and I'm just like so annoyed because I hate spending money on stuff and then having to throw it out. I hate wasting food, so I just I don't know. And also like I feel like recently I haven't been able to like digest salad recently. Like I've been having some stomach issues when I have it, so that's also kind of annoying. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of a stupid thing, but it's just, it's just been on my mind recently.
0: I mean, I didn't even know that until we looked it up because Meg had eaten a salad and then we looked it up and it was like a lot of people get stomach issues with salads, which I thought was kind of shocking. By stomach issues, I mean diarrhea. Yeah, we're trying to be, I mean, TMI, I, but, I was going to say, like, I mean, I guess it's not really TMI, because, like, whatever, we talk about a lot in here, but yeah. I just felt so bad. She was literally on the toilet, guys, for, like, hours. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was, I was, like, unwell. But like, it's not I,
0: even like it was, like, a salad, like, from a rando place. Like, it was literally Trader Joe's. Yeah, and, like, I, I just, I don't know, I just haven't been able to have it,
1: and it's sad, because I love salad, especially, like, in the, in the summer. That's, mm-hmm. like, my my
0: shit and especially because i don't think we've talked about it on the podcast before but we both love the salad from i mean i don't think this one has given you the issues yet no, but the, the chopped bu-
1: salads don't the, the buffalo ranch
0: chopped salad you guys have to run not walk and go get it because it's so good yeah so
1: that one we definitely recommend but something i also want to point out is bananas like really i, I love bananas oh no i'm not mad at them they don't give me diarrhea what i don't like is i feel like they just go bad also really quickly and I feel like I'll like buy a what is it like a bushel of bananas I, was, I think bunch, it's a bushel uh, a, a bunch bu- yeah. I, I'll say a bunch of bananas I have like one or two or something and then a couple of days later they're not like really good enough to eat anymore so then I'm like oh I have to buy new bananas I know there's like that meme that's like oh it's that time of the week where I have to go replace the bananas that have been rotting on my counter okay I was like, yeah that's actually me but a cool tip is that if you do have like really overly ripe bananas, you can make banana bread with them. And the darker they are, the better the banana bread will taste. So I
0: kind of wish I saved my bananas because I had two, but I threw them out because we're really prone in our apartment to getting fruit flies. This bunch of bananas actually lasted me a while. I think last Thursday, Megan and I went to Target and I didn't want to do like a full grocery shop. So I got just like a bunch and there was like seven of them and I, I I did have to throw out two, which is really upsetting, but I did eat five. It's been just a week. Like yeah, it's been a week. So it's like they lasted me a pretty decent time, but I lifted up two of them and a little one flew out, like a little gnat, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was like, that's like that's when you know it's like past you. Yeah, and like it's also good too. Like obviously you don't want there to be
1: bugs, so like if you check and there aren't any bugs. You can peel the banana peel off and then stick them in a little Ziploc bag and put them in the freezer and you can use them for like smoothies or anything like that and it's a great way to repurpose your bananas. That is a good tip. But unfortunately, you can't do that with salad. So yeah. that's why I'm beefing with salad right now. Also, speaking of bananas, um yesterday, Erin and I were sitting at the kitchen table and we were t- like we always do this thing like where we talk about like our ick factors. And that's basically just like something that someone does that makes your whole body like cringe. It was like bitchy, but kind of funny. It It wasn't even bitchy. It was honest. It was funny though. I was like, my ick factor is listening to you eating that banana right now.
0: No, but then guys, I got so self-conscious and then I went over, I mean, hopefully we'll do like an apartment tour on IGTV soon or something. But like I went into the hallway, which is like really far away. And I was like, I'm just going to eat my banana from over here now. And like, I know Meg was like, I'm sorry. I thought it's so bitchy. And I was like, it was not bitchy. Like it was honest. Like (laughs) now I'm so like self-conscious, you know?
1: I don't know. I just feel like bananas are just a weird thing to eat. Like they're just, I love them so much, but like they're just weird to eat around other people. And this is a fun little fact. One of my friends, like she went to University of New Hampshire and she actually made like a Finsta and it was called UNH Banana Eaters. And she would just take pictures of people that she saw around campus eating bananas. And oh, it's actually, it's actually my God. so funny. So if you guys like want to laugh, I think it's probably old. I don't think she posts on it anymore, but like, I don't think it's private. So you like, That's I think you can look so at it, funny. but it's like really funny. So if you guys want to laugh, go ahead and do that.
0: Well, now that we got that out of the way, what I'm hating this week is Hurricane Laura. So, I mean, we don't really have many. Any L- L- Louisianians? <laughs> Connecticut Ocean. Stop. (laughs) We're from Connecticut. You guys didn't know. We don't have many listeners in Louisiana, but just because we don't have many listeners in there doesn't mean that like we don't care about the people of Louisiana. We feel so awful and like horrible. So if you guys have any links for just like donation places that we can share for our followers, maybe so that if other people see it, they can donate to it because it was just so sad seeing all the pictures and everything. If you guys didn't know, it was hurricane. It was Category Five, right? I think it was a four. Okay, yeah, it was. But that's still
1: really bad it was
0: category four and it pretty much slammed into like all of louisiana and i know it was just really sad seeing all the pictures and everything and i don't know if you guys can relate but as we just said we're from connecticut and yes like today we're recording this is friday but yesterday so we were, it was thursday and we recorded the interview with katie right mm-hmm. and then we hung up the call and we were like so nice to meet you blah, blah blah and then we went to record this intro and all of a sudden the sky turned black the wind was whipping and it was like Literally hailing, and Meg's boyfriend was like, Get away from the windows, there's gonna be a tornado. And I was like, What? And so, I mean, I didn't really see that coming, and it was really scary for like 30 minutes. That I was like, Do we have to go to the basement? Like, I'm worried about our cars out front, and it was just really scary, like that happening. And that only lasted 30 minutes, and it was just like your average storm. Like, I it just makes me feel really bad for all the people of Louisiana. So, if you're listening and you were affected, we're we're here for you, we're thinking of you, and we hope that things get better soon.
1: Yeah, so on a more positive note, let's get into what we're loving this week. As you guys all know, I think you know what I'm going to say. I think you do. I think you know. I think if you saw the Instagram stories that we did earlier in the week, you'll know what I'm talking about. But what I'm loving this week is the pumpkin cream cold brew from Starbucks. Oh wow. my god. I guys. have
0: fireworks going off in my head right Literally? now.
1: Literally. really it first of all it blows the Dunkin' one out of the freaking water
0: i know like the Dunkin' one is good we talked about that last week but it's just not the same it's, it's
1: not the same so if you don't know what it is it's basically just like their classic cold brew and then they put like this cold like creamy pumpkin flavored foam on top of it so it's almost like a cold cappuccino how i would describe it i would say that but it's just so good like i don't even know what they put in that foam but it's like addicting and i just want it all the time but i actually tweaked it a little bit so here's a tip if you order on the app you can customize the shit out of your drinks which is what i do but what's also great is especially for right now you can pay online so it's like no contact ordering which is great for it's healthy for you and your baristas but so i'm gonna tell you guys what i did to tweak mine so basically i think i got a I got a venti yeah, and I got extra foam, which is an option. You just kind of have to look for it. Like it'll say like all the things that come on the drink. And then like you, if you tap on that, you can say like extra regular. So you can like customize like the amount of something that you want in your drink, which I think is awesome. And then I also added two pumps of pumpkin sauce yes which i'm not sure what that is but like it literally <laughs> signed me up though transformed the drink and you have to get it so just keep everything the same as normal but then just add extra foam and x ex- and two pumps of pumpkin sauce and it will literally transcend your taste buds
0: it was truly incredible like you guys just don't get it the duncan pumpkin anything is still really good yeah but it's just like the creamy consistency almost of their pumpkin just their pumpkin the like the pumpkin in general from starbucks is just out of this world yeah so if you
1: haven't gone to go get it i don't really know what you're doing but i think you should go get it also like the psl is pretty good but like the pumpkin cream cold brew is just like its own thing so
0: yeah definitely go get it and post a picture to your instagram story and please tag us because we want to see it because then maybe I'll see it and I can convince Meg to go with me every day. I mean, like I said this last year, it was like one of Erin's
1: like YouTube videos that she did. But I was like, I think I'm going to budget like money so that I can go every single day.
0: Oh, it was so funny, guys. She was like, so I'm going to budget $10 a day so that I can go twice a day and get a pumpkin cream cold brew. And the sentiment still stands. Yeah, it's still there. It didn't, it didn't change. It didn't let me down
1: like so many other things in 2020 yeah that's pretty much all I have left is the pumpkin cream
0: cold brew so 100% just go get it yeah. No, also speaking of my YouTube channel, I mean, I'm pretty, Meg said she would come on, but I don't know if it still rings true. It could just be me, but she's not in her head. So I think she, yes, but we are hoping to do a video soon all about how to start your own podcast. And so if any of you guys are listening and are just interested in podcasts, I mean, even before I had one, I was always interested in the business side. So if you're interested in how to start one, how we distribute, how we make money, all of that, definitely go look up like, I think it's just youtube.com slash Aaron Sullivan, E R I N S U L L I V A N. Me having to think. I'm yeah. Like, how do you spell? But I've been posting a lot. Even today that we're recording this, I'm vlogging. So I'm doing the behind the scenes almost. So definitely go check it out what I'm loving this week is Gorangosa Coffee. If you guys didn't know, they're a coffee brand that is probably probably just like the best coffee brand ever just because of what they stand for. They basically have all these different blends. They have one where 100% of the money goes to girls' education. Another one's for wildlife conservation. And what's the other one for?
1: Um, It's for reforestation.
0: Yes. And so it's just so great, especially just to support a brand like that. And they actually sent over free coffee and stickers. And it was so sweet. And I'm definitely going to be buying they also have like the k-cup version Mm -hmm. and i'm definitely going to be buying that once we're out of the like the ground coffee that they gave us but it was so good and meg and i are huge coffee lovers as you guys know the thing
1: that's so great about this brand too is that it's from mozambique and it's from the gorongosa national park and what's so great is that it's local farmers so it's like direct commerce and you're helping local people it's also sustainably grown. Like, I think it's really cool what they do. So, basically, they leave extra room in between their rows of coffee plants. And then, for every bag that's sold, I'm pretty sure they plant a sapling mm-hmm. so that they can regrow the rainforest that has been so destroyed by dickheads like us. Yeah. So, I think that's really great that they're doing that. I think I've never heard of a company that gives 100% of the profits like to the Like, 100%? A cause. Like,
0: I don't even think I even realize, like, When we got the coffee, like 100%. It's Mm -hmm. just incredible.
1: Yeah, so definitely check out their brand. They have really good stuff and yeah i'm excited to see like what they come out with and how they grow
0: yeah exactly we posted a picture to the instagram feed as well so definitely go check that out but i just wanted to also say that obviously we are not being paid to say this that this is not sponsored as we've said in the past we will 100 percent let you know if we're being paid for any of our opinions or to review anything but before we get into the episode we want to do a little bit of housekeeping
1: just wanted to once again shout out the instagram at love you podcast we try to post every day if you guys want to have us post anything on there if you see any good infographics about anything that we can share please dm us or tag us in something that would be great we also completed our first giveaway this week so exciting the winner was ricky and we were so excited to send him over his gift card but if you guys liked the giveaway that we did and you have any suggestions for a giveaway that we should do in the future please
0: let us know we're trying to brainstorm ideas i know a few people said that they would be interested in in like a merch giveaway so kind of leading off into that obviously you guys know we have our red bubble shop where meg hand designs all these incredible things and you can purchase them and so of course like always we're going to be leaving the link in the description box down below and you can purchase merch but i know a lot of people on the instagram said that they would be interested in receiving merch in a giveaway so if you guys would be as well definitely let us know also as you guys know we have the show notes down below and we have the link to support our podcast we by no means expect any of you guys to be supporting our podcast but you can donate as little as 99 cents per month and it just helps us to Do further giveaways in the future and to make the show even better than it already is. Like we said, we don't expect anybody to be donating to the show, but we would also really appreciate it and it means a lot. And don't forget to give us
1: a shout out on Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review us. There's a link in our bio now for that so you can be directed to where you would leave a review. And also, I recently added a link to the iHeartRadio streaming platform. (gasps) Oh, we didn't even
0: talk about that. Which we
1: were accepted to. We're very excited about that. So you can find us on iHeartRadio. And also I left a link where you can donate to Black Lives Matter. So if you want to check that out, absolutely go ahead. But without further ado, I think we're just going to get into this episode with Katie.
0: Yeah, I think we've done enough chatting and we'll be right back with Katie. Hi, everybody. We are back with Katie Bilotti and she's just going to
2: tell you a little bit about herself. Hi guys, so my name is Katie Bilotti. I'm an LA based, recently LA. I was in New York for a little while, but now I'm Los Angeles based um, graphic designer, calligrapher, creator of many things. I have a YouTube channel, a podcast, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's a little about me.
0: That was perfect.
1: Good.
2: Um, My elevator pitch.
0: Wow, you really got that down. How did you get started on the social media scene?
2: Yeah, so 14. I was 14 years old in um, no, 2009 on YouTube, and I just I don't know what provoked me to make a YouTube channel, but I somehow was like I I have things to share on YouTube. I don't know <laughs> what I was thinking, but I, I'm happy I did it. So, <laughs> I started posting weekly videos in for, when I was 14 in 2009, and from there my YouTube channel grew, and I started you know getting into other platforms. I'm now on Instagram, you know YouTube the podcast space everywhere. But it all started with YouTube in 2009.
0: So crazy. I know. I feel like that's how like a lot of people these days, like that's how it starts off where it's like (laughs) YouTube and then like growing into like other different things. What's your favorite platform that you've grown into now?
2: That's a great question. I think my my podcast is like my baby right now. So I put a lot of love into the podcast. It's also my newest thing um, besides Patreon, which is it's a whole other thing. But um, I would say my favorite is probably my podcast right now. But that's just because it's like fresh and new and I or new enough. It's been like a year and a half. But like, you know, it's yeah. it's definitely my favorite right now.
1: So speaking of your podcast, you what I love about Thick and Thin is the fact that like you don't have guests on. No, it's true. It's like such a unique thing because like sometimes with other podcasts, I'm like, oh, I don't really know who this person is or like, oh, I'm not really interested in that. So I won't listen. But with yours, like I can literally listen to every single episode because I know it's just you. I'm coming there for you.
2: Oh, that's so sweet. I like I get kind of insecure about my model sometimes. I'm like, I probably should have other people because like, what do I have to offer like every week, you know, but I'm glad you say that why did you choose that format like what made you want to do that I mean, honestly, at first it was kind of like laziness. I'm not going to lie because it does, you guys know this, it takes a lot of effort to like get yeah. guests in and slated and the times and making, you know, all of that interview space and time and everything. And when I started the podcast, I was still at my corporate job at L'Oreal in New York. So I was working nine to five, which is never nine to five. It was like eight to seven, eight to six. And then i get home and be exhausted and sometimes not even able to podcast on the day that I was supposed to. Like just Mm -hmm. physically couldn't do it. So I was just like, you know, I need a model where if I'm going to keep this up and like be sustainable with the podcast, I need to have a model that I can do and Mm -hmm. not feel like I'm breaking my back over. So I just decided to make it kind of like a spoken diary sort of thing. And it's been working. Um, I think what helps is that I'm like talking about history and like bringing in other people's Mm -hmm. stories because then at least I'm not just talking about myself for 45 minutes, but (laughs) it started from laziness and it just has continued even after I'm not at my corporate job anymore. (laughs) So,
0: yeah. I mean, like we totally get that. I mean, we didn't even start doing guests until like a month ago. And so like we've had our podcast for like eight months at this point. And so like the first part of it was all just like me and her talking. And so, I mean, like I totally get having to like coordinate and everything Mm -hmm. and it definitely like an added level and like another layer to everything.
2: Yeah. It's a lot more work than people think
0: Yeah, for sure. But like in my eyes too, I feel like kind of the way that you have, like you talk about like a certain historical figure almost like adds as a guess, you know, cause like you have so much to say about that figure.
2: Exactly. That's what I think too. That's what I was like hoping. So I'm happy that that translates.
0: Like how did you come up with that idea?
2: That's a good question. I like, so I honestly think it's, I have a love for history. I've always loved history and just stories and storytelling. And I found also that my favorite type of podcast to listen to are story podcasts or Mm -hmm. like true crime or, you know, things where I feel like it's not just someone always just talking about like what they ate for breakfast, but like about something from history I didn't know anything about. And like, I've always just been super interested in that. And so I think it was probably like, it wasn't like the first episode I started doing this. It's like really sunk in after like probably 10 episodes. And I was just stumbling across things. I love Reddit. The today I learned Reddit Mm -hmm. is the coolest Reddit. It's like, you just stumble into things you didn't even know about. It's like literally today I learned. So it's like stuff that you would never Mm -hmm. know about. And I stumbled across, I believe, like I don't remember who it was, but one of the stories that I ended up telling, I stumbled across on there. And then I was like, wow, people really like this. I should keep doing it. So Mm -hmm. it really wasn't like, I'm going to make a history podcast because I'm not a historian. Mm -hmm. I never studied history. Like I did the usual classes everyone does, but I never... I don't ever say, like, I am a historian. I know everything. It's really just, like, I feel some people's stories need to be told and haven't been. So I'm going to do it.
0: I mean, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, exactly. I know know you just said that you like, like, true crime and story podcasts. Do you have a specific, like, favorite podcast at the moment?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. I – so my favorite, like, storytelling-type podcast is um, Crime Junkies. I love Crime Junkies. They're, like, huge now when Mm -hmm. I – When I started listening to them, they were smaller, but whatever. I love their episodes. And then also, this isn't like a storytelling one, but it's called Ologies. Mm -hmm. And if you just like have random fascinations with like, I mean, it's it's literally what it sounds like. It's like she talks about various different like phobias and like, Mm -hmm. you know, just concepts that I know nothing about. Like just why, like kind of like, why is the sky blue? Like things like that. And I love that stuff. So that's Mm -hmm. another one that I love right now.
0: Like, I haven't even, I mean, I've heard of Crime Junkies. Yeah. I've never heard of the other one.
2: No, it's good. You guys should listen to it.
1: No, for sure. Like I have like a list on my phone of just like all the stuff that people recommend to mm-hmm. me. And like, then I have another one that's just like specific episodes that I have to listen to. So I will add that to the list. Good. Um, kind of transitioning a little bit. What was your job like at L'Oreal and like, do you miss working there?
0: yeah well,
2: I had a dream job like i I really I look back and i I don't have any like ill words to say. I really did love my job at L'Oreal. I was in social and digital for a makeup brand. so I just felt like every day was really fun. And I was you know, it was products that I was like passionate about. and uh, I mean the job there, I think my one gripe with it was just corporate life just isn't for me. It's just it's very structured. I'm a very I'm not structured at all as a person. Like besides my like random to do lists that are like on the back of like a sticky note, I have I don't like structure. I don't thrive with like you know having hard deadlines and like you need to do this every single week. And like it was just like not good for me. Um, and I just I found that you know the freelancers I was talking to, their lives looked a lot more like what I wanted and. Although with freelance, I mean, there's pros and cons, of course, you know, the pros to a corporate job is the stability and the steady income and knowing how much you're going to get in your paycheck every two weeks. Whereas freelance, it's really up in the air. Like sometimes I have really good months or not so good months. And so it's definitely been a little trade-off there in terms of stability, but I do, I enjoy being my own boss and I, you know, as much as I do love my coworkers at L'Oreal and like how it was, you know, I could, I just saw a few things from my life missing or just things I just wasn't fully happy with. And I found somehow found the courage to quit, which was a lot. It took a lot of my energy. I was like freaking out about it for a week, but then after it just felt so right.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it's like, every like creative person's mm-hmm. dream is like to work for yourself. Would you say that was like the hardest part about making the transition to freelancing was like kind of breaking the news or were you like nervous about like possibly like losing relatability, you know, quote unquote? Oh,
2: all those things, all of the above. I definitely, part of me was like, you know, my whole thing is like, Oh, Katie's a real girl. Like she has a real job and as mm-hmm. YouTube, but then you, you realize after, and I mean, of course I'm like, I am the person. So like I, it's different, my shoes versus other people's shoes, but you, you got to think like there is a shortage of people on YouTube that have real jobs. And the reason there is a reason for that. It takes a lot of time and energy to make YouTube videos and to post these things. And so having both, it's very hard to strike a balance. And like, I remember when I, quit and I posted a video about it, there was a comment that was like, what's with this trend of YouTubers quitting their full-time jobs? I'm like, it's not a trend. It's literally we are overwhelmed and exhausted. It's a lifestyle choice that we're we're thankfully making despite the feedback from you guys. I mean, of course, like, I don't know. I think I've done like a semi-good job at like staying relatable still because I have my own business, which Mm -hmm. honestly, anyone could kind of do, I guess, in theory. But I definitely considered that, and I definitely also, to what you said, was, like, you know, kind of nervous about breaking the news to everybody because I just felt like it was kind of me letting people down, but, you know, I had to be a little selfish because I was, like, not sleeping, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, in that instance, like, you have to do what's best for you. Like, what was the hardest part about, like, the actual transition from 9 to 5 to freelance? Like, was there anything really hard about that?
2: Yeah, I think, you know – the guilt that I felt sometimes um, was hard for me to get over. The guilt as in like, you know, if I wasn't awake at 8 a.m. and working right away, the guilt was definitely the biggest thing though because I feel that, you know, my structure for how I work best doesn't look the same as my friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my friends that have corporate jobs, like I wake up at nine. I don't wake up any earlier than that. I don't need to. And I work until like, seven or eight sometimes, but it's like fluctuates. And then sometimes I'll get on my email at 9pm or like at 10 and, you know, I'll be emailing people. It's just like it, my structure and work looks different. And I feel like it took me a little while to realize that that's okay. And I shouldn't feel extreme guilt for not, you know, waking up and swinging right into gear at 7am, you know, like you, as long as you get the work done and you do enough that satisfies you and makes you money, like there shouldn't be a pressure to start work at seven. I don't know. That's just, that was something that was hard for me to get, get used to. So like, I know you said that you really like being your
1: own boss. Like what's Mm -hmm. your favorite part about being a freelancer besides being your own boss?
2: (laughs) Well, um, my favorite part, I guess just like being able to choose, between, you know, because I'll, I'll get a lot of, I get a lot of inquiries from people, you know, emailing me, DMing me saying like, I need calligraphy for this. or like, I, I want you to make me a logo, whatever, or things like that. Mm-hmm. And being able to choose projects and not just have to do whatever my boss tells me to do. And also I feel like sometimes, especially when you're on a lower rung of the ladder in the corporate world. You're doing all the things no one else wants to do. So it's like nothing extremely fun creatively. It's like (laughs) the administrative work or like the bookkeeping stuff. And it's not necessarily like getting your hands dirty doing the projects. And I remember like at my corporate job, someone saying to me like, oh, well, you know, as like, you know, in like five or 10 years, like maybe you'll be at a point where you can do this. And I'm like, what? I want to do that now. Like, why do I have to wait all that time and so being able to just kind of have the freedom to choose projects and do things that maybe I'm not even quote ready for corporate wise it's really nice you know being my own boss in that sense because of course there's like you know pros and cons it's it was nice to have coworkers to help me with things now I'm just kind of like on my own but there's a lot of freedom that I didn't have before
0: yeah, that's definitely something that's appealing. I mean, it's like, especially for me, I feel like in the back of my head, I would like to do freelance one day or like to mm-hmm. go freelance and like mm-hmm. to not have to do a nine to five. Like what advice would you have for like somebody like me or somebody in general that's looking to do like freelance in the future?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely, I always need to note that like my situation's a little different because I had YouTube channel to fall back on or like I had other stuff. Like I do need to say that because I feel like people are like, Katie, you don't count. Like it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. But I will say, I think people assume that YouTubers and like people with podcasts or whatever, like make a lot more money than they do. And like Mm -hmm. a lot of it's taxed anyway. So like I did, it was a big risk for me to leave my job and go freelance, but I did do two things that I tell everybody If you are like gearing up to go freelance or really want to take the leap, like make sure two things are in place. Number one, financially make sure you have a cushion, make sure you have savings. Like, I feel like it's a really glamorous, sexy idea to just quit your job and have no savings, but Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Like that is just what I will say. Make sure you have at least six months rent, you know, enough money to support yourself through at least like seven or eight months. Probably I'd say that's what I did. And number two, make sure you have jobs lined up. Like make sure if you are quitting your job, you have at least like two or three clients on retainer, long-term people that will need your services and you have it in writing that they will. Because I think the tendency is to quit and be like, oh gosh, like I'll get clients now, but like, what if they don't come for six months and you don't have any income for six You need to like just think of all those things, but also, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. Like, I would say that a lot of the things that I do now, I didn't know I would be doing when mm-hmm. I quit my job. And it does kind of evolve, and you have to trust yourself and the timing and the process, but make sure you have the financial cushion and make sure you have. A couple clients lined up that's what I would say perfect advice yeah no good
1: you're, you're not just like oh screw it like just do just it go for yeah it. just follow your dreams like <laughs> no.
2: no it's a glamorous a glamorous idea but <laughs> in practice it's probably not the best yeah
1: yes. I <laughs> so I know you kind of talked about like how you wake up like at nine and then you can kind of like finish at like seven or eight like What like does a typical day in your life look like now that you're in LA and like, how do you structure your time? Like, do you time batch? Do You just kind of do like stream of consciousness. Like what's the, what's the sitch?
2: Well, I do. So I wake up at, my alarm goes off at eight 30 and I Mm -hmm. get out of, I lay in bed for 30 minutes, just like laying there for 30 minutes before getting out of bed. I don't rush myself. So I get out of bed at nine and I don't start working like full on working until 10. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll like, you know, drink coffee, clean up my room. I need to make sure my, like my desk is clean. It's now a mess because I've been like podcasting all morning, (laughs) but like, I need to make sure I have like a clean enough workspace that I can like think. So I do all that before 10, 10. So I have actually these really awesome, like paper planners. I'm like showing you right now, but you Whoever's listening can't, can't see this, but
0: it's yeah, basically going. like
2: a paper calendar for each of my weeks. And I don't like love these ones. I'm actually in the process of designing my own that I'm going to sell because mm-hmm. I just find that every every paper planner, I'm very big on pen and paper, like mm-hmm. for remembering things. So everyone that I've seen so far just like is so lacking. So I, like, I'm like i making my own, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: um, yeah, I'm big on, you know, mapping out my day via bullets and doing whatever I don't want to do first. So the first thing I do is the least appealing activity of the day. Like whatever I don't want to do, or I've been putting off, I do it first because I find that I just spend my whole day dreading that one thing if I don't do it first. So if it's like one you know, client invoice or something that I'm just like not thrilled about doing, I do it first. So I drink my coffee while I do that thing or whatever those things are. And then as I go, I just like have a bunch of other things. I never give myself more than like four tasks a day because I find that I just like, Get overwhelmed and like can't do any of it if I give myself more than that so you know it could be anywhere from like you know designing a logo or invoicing uh, balancing my checkbook like just like little things like that and every day looks different Uh, today is my podcasting morning so I haven't done any client work this morning I just finished up the podcast and put it out so it goes live this afternoon and, you know, it, it also kind of varies with, like, my video filming weeks. Like, I don't upload a video every week. So every week, every day looks different. But for the most part, I really operate on, like, a bullet on my paper calendar kind of situation. <laughs> that's what I do.
1: I like Perfect. it. I think it's so refreshing because a lot of people, like, rely so heavily on technology. To yeah. Like to stuff, but I love that you're always, like, writing stuff down. You always have, like, little notes scribbled. And, like, I just think that's so cute.
2: <laughs> I mean, it comes – it's like a cool thing. It's yeah. like glamorous, I guess. And I'm also like, I forget to do stuff. So I, it's just like a trial and error. Like my manager wants to kill me half the time because she's like, Katie, like, why are you not on your phone? Like I'll go hours without checking my phone and like things happen and I don't know that they're happening. Well. But, you know, you got to just go with whatever works for your your creative process and not overwhelm yourself with technology and things that aren't necessarily necessary.
0: Exactly. hmm So somebody – like, we're going to get into listener questions later on. But, like, we had, like, a question that someone also kind of asked. But it was kind of, like, during this time, a lot of people are dealing with lack of motivation, like, just, like, not feeling productive. Like, how do you kind of, like, spark that, like, need to be productive in yourself? Right. busy, I guess.
2: Yeah. It's a tough time because I feel – you know, people keep saying like, we need to find the new normal and all this stuff. And like nothing about what we're going through right now is normal. This is going to be something in history that we're going to look back on and talk to our kids about and have to say like, this was a time where I wasn't my most productive self. Like I wasn't, you know, at my best. So yeah, but I I would just say like, honestly, before I even get into like what makes me productive, like just know that it's okay if you aren't at your best right now because we are living through a an international crisis, okay? Something that not a single person in this world is unaffected by. Everyone is affected by what we're going through right now, not only with the virus, but with like socially what's going on and everyone is just not, you know, thinking about their work at the forefront of their mind all the time, and that's okay. And I think once I kind of realized that and grasped that, also knowing that everyone's going through it, even if they are really good at hiding that they're going through a hard time or just are kind of distracted, like I feel like the tendency on social media is for everyone to say, look at how productive I am. And so you think, oh my God, I'm like really not, you know, I'm missing the mark here. That's not true. People have a really great way of you know, showing that they're doing a lot when they are secretly struggling. So that's what I keep in mind. But in terms of just finding inspiration, I feel like, you know, things like that, it's kind of hard right now to, to find a lot of motivation and inspiration, especially when we're in our houses a lot of the time. I think for me, I mean, it's pretty clear from my podcast that I love history and I research history a lot. And I find that, you know, Reading about people that had it a lot worse (laughs) really does help. You know, people that were growing up in times where women had no rights and, Mm -hmm. you know, there were other issues going on in the world, it really does kind of sober me up and make me realize, like, oh gosh, like, you know, it it could be worse. (laughs) So it does make you feel a little bit better and more motivated to, you know, exist in this time when it is hard. But I think in terms of getting inspiration, I've been reading a lot of books. I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, watching a lot of other YouTubers and giving myself time to do that and honestly factoring it into my day, you know, periods of time where I'm not working. I'm just watching, listening, reading, soaking things up and not feeling guilty about that time because it's research, you know? So that's what I would say. Perfect. So, speaking of, like, unprecedented times, like,
1: <laughs> you, my like, you did something that, like, I think is so cool. Like, you moved cross-country. Like, I, for those of you that don't know, like, well, Katie kind of talked about it, but she moved from New York to L.A., which, like, first of all, we were shocked about.
0: Oh, my God, I remember, yeah. like,
1: we, like, texted each other, and she was like, did Katie move to L.A.? And I was like, <laughs> I okay, apparently, like, I thought you would just move, like, across town or something, or, like, I don't even know what I thought you were like, yeah, I moved to LA and, like, so casual. And I just, like, I just admire that so much and think it's such a great change. Like, what was the most difficult part about moving, though, for you?
2: Well, (laughs) it was a lot. It was – there's a lot of logistical things that you – when you decide, you're like, oh, I'm going to move across the country. You don't think about a lot of stuff that comes along with that that's, like – really tedious and like really annoying. So, you know, of course the moving of all the stuff. I ended up selling a lot of stuff before I left New York Mm -hmm. and giving a lot away to my friends that are still out there just because I actually purchased a lot of the things for my apartment because of how little space i had whereas mm-hmm. here if you can see in my your zoom like my room is the size of my whole apartment yeah. so i have a lot more options for space so i ended up just selling a lot of stuff because i can get bigger things now so i'm like ooh this is fun i can like <laughs> purchase new things so i sold a lot of stuff on facebook marketplace my favorite thing and i ended up just of course shipping a lot of like clothes and like things that i can't live without all of my dresses you know so that was tedious only because you know, it's, it's expensive, but it's also like, you want to get a trustworthy company to make sure nothing breaks. And like, I don't know, I have a lot of breakable stuff. So that was hard, but I think just overall, you know, the adjustment has been, it's been like fine, but I'm also like doing a lot of deep thinking right now about like where I'm meant to be, I guess right now. And like, I think New York for a long time, I was like, this is my end all be all. And I can't see myself anywhere else. And then like, I hit a point where I was like, wait a second. I don't know if I'm extremely happy right now. Mm -hmm. And like, it takes some, like, it's annoying because it's like, oh, like, like I shouldn't be complaining. Like I live a great life. I live a life that a lot of people watch online and are like, this is like, Katie is New York city. And then I like convince myself, oh, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Right. Like I'm definitely happy. Everyone on YouTube says I'm happy. Everyone on Instagram says I'm happy, says New York is the thing for me. So like, why do I not feel that way about myself? Like why do why am I why do I even like have this feeling? I felt kind of guilty about it for a little bit, like especially the beginning of quarantine and you know, I was kind of dreading going back to my apartment in New York. I'm like, why do I feel like this? This is weird. So I did a lot of like deep thinking about it and went on my road trip across country um, to move my friend Julia out here. And while we were coming out here, I was just like, you know what? I wanna do something crazy. <laughs> really like throw everyone for a loop, surprise everybody, including myself and my poor parents who are like, what the heck is going on? And I was like, I'm just going to move to LA. Cause like I can, and you know, I have luck, luckily the, the privilege to do so. And I've worked hard and I feel like I kind of, you know, at this age, it's, there's a pressure to figure it all out. And what if I don't know it all? because I don't. Like, why don't I do something that will teach myself something? And, you know, New York and LA could not possibly be more different. So it's kind of a good chance for me to figure out what I care about and what I like. So yeah, but overall moving has been crazy during a pandemic. I would not say I recommend it, but it pays off.
1: (laughs) We just have so much to say. No, but like I just like, couldn't believe it. Cause like your whole brand is New York. Like it literally says on your podcast, like New York city. Like I thought of you as like Carrie Bradshaw, like yeah. you're, so I don't know. I just think it's so cool that like you could just pick up your stuff and move. And then like, you made this whole new life for yourself and you just like, I like see it on social media. Like I see that you're happier. And like, I see that you just feel like, a better person, like, mm-hmm. just going for walks on the beach and just, like, hanging out with friends, like, you're not alone anymore. Mm-hmm. It just seems like you're really doing great, and I'm happy for you.
2: Thank you. I am happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I feel like for a while I was, like, do I need, I need to convince people I'm happy, but, like, no, I don't. Yeah. I can just be well, no. happy, and that's enough.
1: <laughs> like, you, know that you said, <laughs> it like, in your episode where you explained, like, why you moved, like, that people were, like, kind of judging you. Like, how did you deal with that?
2: I mean, it sucks when you're going through like personal turmoil and Mm -hmm. like that's enough to deal with. But then having people question why you're doing something is like, oh, come on, guys, let me live. Like, I'm not going to have an answer for everything. Or like, I felt this pressure to have a reason why I chose LA over anywhere else. Like, why, why, why? And I couldn't, I didn't really have a reason. I was just like, it felt right. Like, it feels Mm -hmm. right being a block from the ocean, it feels right being with two people that i really like and you know live well with it just feels right. There's no re- it wasn't that i didn't like you know living alone in new york or like there isn't any bad blood for new york. Mm-hmm. Like i could i could honestly like who knows give me 3 years i could be back and that's fine. Like it won't be that i failed out here and like me coming out here didn't mean that i failed in new york. It just meant that i realized it wasn't for me anymore and i somehow mustered up the courage to get myself in a better spot. You know, there's so many people that are really unhappy with their lives and are so quick to vent and say, I'm so unhappy. Like this sucks. Like, you know, this person is doing so much better than me, whatever, but doesn't do anything about it. Like you can be unhappy and like a lot of people are, but like get yourself out of that situation the best you can, even if you can't financially afford to move. Like, I don't know, get somehow redecorate. I don't know. Find some new people to surround yourself with, with social distancing involved (laughs) or like, you know, like get, you can, even if you, don't have like the, the extreme means to move across the country you can get yourself into a better situation to make yourself happier and like it takes courage to do that but when you do you realize like wow i'm i'm so happy that i like did that like i would be sitting in my apartment right now my 600 square foot west village apartment in new york sweating probably pretty sad if i wasn't and didn't go through all the effort to get myself out here so it it's all a learning experience and like i I think that something that people need to know is you can constantly reinvent yourself. Like I was the New York Carrie Bradshaw person. And I think I maybe still am a little bit. I'm not like changing myself altogether, but it's really important and good for growth to constantly reinvent yourself. Like look at Miley Cyrus. I mean, yeah, definition of, and like, does she care what anyone says? Absolutely not. But like (laughs) she continues to put her art out there and like, give people what she has to offer. And like that, I take a lot of inspiration from her, honestly, because like, you know, no one, you don't have to be what people say you are. Like that's, that's so limiting. So yeah.
0: like I just thought it was like, I just thought like the whole move itself was so inspirational Mm -hmm. because I mean, like I'm the kind of person that like it like it takes me a lot to even do anything for myself ever. Like mm-hmm. she like she'll make fun of me a lot. That like it'll be like it's like a, it'll be like the stupidest thing. Like a shirt, and I'm like oh, I can't like justify it like whatever. But just seeing me <laughs> like be like oh yeah I'm just going because I want to, and I was like oh whoa like it was just really cool getting to see that, and like I don't know like the whole argument that like obviously it was shocking that like yeah. you moved to you moved to L. A. But, like, I feel like it's more, like, what you've brought to these places. Like, you, like, have such a, like, a romantic way of, like, looking at your own life that, like, it made, like, New York this whole, like, vintage feel with you. And then now you're out here doing the same thing, like, in L.A. And I'm, like, oh, Mm -hmm. damn. Like, do I have to move to L.A. now?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I'm not going to change who I am. I feel like, yeah, my friend actually was looking at my room um, the other day. She came over for the first time and, like, saw my room. She goes – Katie, like this looks like your New York room, but like a little different, like different stuff, but the same vibe, the same feeling. And I'm like, yes, because I am the same person. I'm just in a different place, you know, growing up, evolving. But I'm like at the, at the core of it, like I've never changed. Even when I was in like North Carolina in college, like Mm -hmm. I still feel like I, I've always kind of romanticized my life in a way, like made my surroundings pretty, even if it's like as simple as like i don't know like this picture behind me like I, you know it's just like you you got to kind of romanticize your life a little bit because no one else is really going to do it for you
0: mm-hmm. so I just yeah TikToks. i mean i've even had tiktok and i just think of those TikToks <laughs> oh it's like God. you have to romanticize your life and <laughs> yes <laughs> that like audio yeah i know <laughs> yeah. exactly what you're talking but, about like, I feel like that's how you like actually live your life like not even like as a trend but i mean i have kind of like a deeper question. Um, I mean, like, it's definitely going to get lighter with, like, the listener questions and everything, but, like, I've, like, I've watched you on YouTube for a while, and I remember you uploading a video, like, a while ago about when you were bullied in high school, and Mm -hmm. I was wondering, like, how that's affected, like, how you think that's affected you, like, in, just, like, in, like, the grand scheme of things.
2: Oh, gosh, it's really affected me. I, like, try to escape it. And I never can just like in terms of how I am as a person, because it, you know, it was traumatic and I, you know, trauma affects you throughout your whole life in little ways. I find that, you know, it has made me a little bit more empathetic though. Like there are some positives, of course, like I, it has made me more empathetic. Like when anyone reacts in any sort of way that I'm just like, what the heck? Like, that's a little crazy. I have to remember like they've, Probably I mean they have had a whole life that I don't know anything about a whole childhood I know nothing about and people are really affected by how they how they are treated in childhood and you know That is when you're still kind of growing up and you take a lot of that to heart so I was really bullied in middle school and high school and It was I was bullied not only for like how I looked and how I acted and things but also for my youtube channel which was a huge part of where I am now a a huge reason Uh, you know, to why I'm my own boss and how I can manage this life. And so it was really hard. It was a hard choice for me to choose YouTube and choose the thing that was making me, you know, get bullied at school. So, but I do think it, you know, overall it has paid off for me. I think I would never wish bullying on anybody. I think it's the worst. I think it's you know, usually the people that are bullied are the bullies and it just, it's a, a never ending cycle. And it's something that I don't think will ever end, especially for kids, especially as we're going into, you know, the TikTok years and like, I don't, I have, I'm terrified for my future children, but I do think that, you know, you'll notice a lot of the most successful people online, And a lot of celebrities have a history of being bullied. It honestly makes you a stronger person because especially if you know everything there is to to tear you down, it's like you already know what the stones are they're going to be throwing at you for your whole life, basically. Mm -hmm. Like I knew knew growing up that there were certain things. And I think as I, have you know, when there's that quote, like, if you know, like, what your flaws, if you're aware of, quote, your flaws, like no one can use them against you because you already know. And like, not that you should be considering your whole life, like here's everything wrong with me. But like, I feel like to a certain extent when people bully you, people online still are DMing me crazy stuff every day. You know, I'm still seeing stuff like that. It honestly makes me stronger because – I know in my heart that I have good intentions with what I do and I know that I'm a good person. I don't need to spend my life proving to other people that I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, bullying has shaped me as a person. Would I go, if I could go back and make it not happen, maybe I would, I don't know. Like it's not something anyone should have to go through, but it definitely did shape me into who I am.
1: So a little more optimistic, uh, (laughs) what long-term goals do you have for the
2: future? Ooh. um, Well, I'm actually putting out my first line of products this year, which I am very excited about. I like have always wanted to do merch, but I wanted to do it in the right way because I just feel like so many awesome creators out there already have like t-shirts and sweatshirts Mm -hmm. and all that. And I've like purchased them. Like I love everyone's that has ever come out with them, but I found that like, for me and for my, you know, platform, I wanted to do something a little different. So, mm-hmm. I've been working on developing glassware and uh, journals, um, planning materials, just like desk supplies, things that I geek out over. I have used my hand lettering and like my design expertise to create my own stuff. So I'm making martini glasses, wine glasses, shot glasses, you know, like prints and all these things. So that's coming out later this year. And that's like been a very big goal of mine for a while that I'm like finally seeing come into fruition. And then I guess other goals, I really, I I was talking to a friend about this yesterday before I'm 40, I want to have a book published. I don't know what about, probably fiction but I don't know. Those are some long-term goals, but for the most part I'm just kind of focusing on my own personal happiness cuz mm-hmm. like I feel like I've put that on the back burner a lot mm-hmm. in my career. So I feel like you said- also just do like a visual book like I just thought of this like, wow. Ooh, yeah
0: you could pick
1: like your favorite designs like over your career and do like a coffee table book like I would buy that in a hot sure. second like I would love that
2: Ooh, I like that idea okay I'm gonna mental note mental yeah, note like whether it's
1: like <laughs> script or like because your calligraphy is gorgeous but like also like just your drawings in general like I feel like that would be so cool that to do so awesome. kind of like a Carrie Bradshaw-esque
0: like oh yeah when she like puts when all she her puts all together. her articles yeah, to- yeah.
2: okay okay I'll, I'll definitely put that into the works before yeah. I'm 40 <laughs> yeah, I got some time <laughs> yeah I got some time <laughs> a
0: little time yeah. yeah but like you obviously saw we asked all of, like the listeners for questions and we got so many good ones so we picked a few and we wanted to ask them so the first question that we have is what advice do you have for making new friends in a new city in your 20s
2: that's a great question. COVID definitely complicates things in my answer, but before everything was happening and even now I think you can definitely accomplish this. My biggest tip is, you know, finding people On social media who are similar to you, you know, for me, it was like finding other graphic designers or, you know, if you have a certain passion, it's really easy to find people from hashtags or just like searching or asking your friends and just literally slide in their DMs and say, hey, do you want to get coffee? Or like, Mm -hmm. I really love your work you know, and coming across not so much like you want something from them, but just like you want to meet like-minded people. I found very few times people will say no, or like just not read your message or something. But like, if you find other creatives like everyone wants to expand their network everyone wants to have more friends in their city and so it was really nice when i was in new york just like getting i got like dinner with a different graphic designer like twice a week like it was really great and like so good for my career cuz i was also learning new things and you know whenever i you know didn't have enough time for a certain client like i would pass them off to my friend or like it was just a really great network and we became friends and would like get drinks and hang out on the weekends and like i think that's honestly like Sliding in people's DMs is the way to do it these days.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good answer.
1: Also, I just thought of this right now, and I have to ask you before I forget: <laughs> cheese board.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, ah, I think
1: you, my passion. I think you should make your own cheese board. Like design your own cheese board.
0: Ooh, Meg, really cool. yeah, you're really like the actual board.
2: Oh yeah. my god, I'm writing this down. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and right. that's a
1: great idea. No. And like, I just want to know like what, cause like, I know you made like the, in your vlog, like your LA vlog, like you talked about like making the cheese board, but yes. like for our listeners who might not know, like, what are some tips you have for cheese boards?
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. My favorite thing. This is like been my passion project over quarantine, like something I never used to do before. And I was like, I've now decided it's my new passion. So my tips, I like a circular board, like a circular cheese board, because I find that it just, it's easy to, it's easy to like kind of form form it, but it's also just like a really aesthetically pleasing look Mm -hmm. of a circular board and just put everything around it. I also find like for me, my typical aesthetic is just like involving as many colors as possible. Like when you're picking out things, think of the colors, like of course the taste, that's important, Mm -hmm. but like also consider the colors because it's like just amazing having like a rainbow explosion on your, your board. And I leave like no space unfilled. Like Mm -hmm. every space is filled by something. So either like you scatter in like nuts or berries or something in like the little spaces. And I always start with the cheese and then put everything else around. Like I start with the cheese, I cut, slice the cheese or get it ready to be, you know, for the soft cheeses, get it ready. So it's like ready to go in and then I fill in everything else around it. So those are my like fast tips. On charcuterie okay. boards. Uh, that
1: was fascinating. Top three favorite
2: <laughs> cheeses, go. Ooh, top three. Okay. Um, Brie. Ooh, goats, yeah. goat's milk, Brie. Manchego, Belvatano. Those two are hard cheeses. Okay, I love
0: those cheeses. So I'm good. You guys can talk about this because I'm not. This I, is I'm so sorry. embarrassing. You should keep this to yourself. <laughs> I know. I probably shouldn't tell you, but I don't really like cheese that much. <laughs> Just like in general. <laughs> I wish oh, you I, right now. Cheese I honestly. honestly
2: probably should like it less than I do because my stomach hates me. Okay. Me, but
0: so good.
1: (laughs) So like, we were, we were like friends before we like moved in together. Like we met in college and like, we were like, we kind of both just like needed a new apartment. So we were like, Hey, like, let's move in together. And then I found out after we sound, we signed the lease that she didn't like cheese.
2: Oh my God, it was too late for you to reconsider. I know. I was like, I was like, I don't know what
1: to do. I was like, do I like
2: break the lease? Like, I don't know. Like, I
0: can totally appreciate the art of them, but like, I, but like, I do like Manchango. Oh, Manchango's fire.
2: Yeah. It's Um, really good. It's an easy cheese to like. It's really,
1: it's easy. Oh, I'm like the complete opposite as her though. I love like blue cheese, like Gorgonzola, like all this stinky stuff. I'm like. like I love
2: Gorgonzola. I
1: love it. All that stuff. So, oh my God. Sorry to gross you out. We need to change the topic. I had to talk. I was like the cheese board queen over here. No, you
0: have to because even I saw your vlog and I was like, that looks so good. Even though I probably <laughs> want to eat it. I was <laughs> like, do I have a cheese board for dinner
1: tonight? Like, yeah,
0: after watching that. Yeah, right?
1: Okay, so this is the question I was supposed to ask. Um, <laughs> how do you deal with what other people think of you?
2: Oh, uh, it's hard. I, I <laughs> feel like there's, you know... It, people always say just like don't listen to the haters don't listen to it i do listen to it I, I can't help it like i even said like earlier you know during quarantine like i'm gonna stop reading my dms because people have been extremely critical recently and i don't do it i still read the dms i feel like to some extent you kind of sometimes want to you want like especially if you're feeling kind of low about yourself you're like let me just put some salt in the wound and read some dms or like really make myself feel like you know not so great which is bad, but that's, it's the truth of it. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, just don't listen to the haters. Cause like, you're going to listen to them. Like you're going to listen to them and you can get a million positive comments and you get one negative one and you won't be able to stop like thinking about the negative one for weeks. And that's just kind of how it is. But you have to kind of, for me, it's weighing the pros and cons of what you do and realizing that there's so much more good that you're doing with what you are putting out there than what people are saying about you. Like what you're doing is good for so many reasons and you have to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing that people are hating on or why you are the way you are and realize you know that there's a reason that you get up every morning and do that thing or are that way it's like you care deeply about that or you really believe in what you do or who you are and that like other people's opinions like aren't going to stop you necessarily and they shouldn't and you continuing to do what people hate about you like is honestly the biggest slap in the face for these Mm -hmm. people like they couldn't get through and i think a lot of also i just always consider that a lot of people commenting on things i do or the negative stuff and all those like gossip blogs that exist and things um you know i just feel like it comes from a place of insecurity on their end so I, I just I have to be a little empathetic and think, okay, this person was probably just in a bad headspace when they wrote this comment, and I just kind of move on. I don't let it rule my life mm-hmm. because you can you can let it rule your life. I think you know, cold turkey, not reading your DMs and not reading like it's that's impossible because the the guilt, oh, not the guilt, the like I just want to know what people are saying. Like I don't know, <laughs> yeah. the curiosity in me, mm-hmm. you know, but just don't let it rule your life. I guess is how I like to say it.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, obviously like, I mean, I wouldn't be doing a podcast if I didn't want to, yeah. but it's like, we're like so tiny that it's like, we haven't gotten that first (laughs) hate comment yet or like that first, like one star in Apple podcast. Like I know it's going to come eventually (laughs) and I'm going to like cry myself to sleep, but this advice will help me.
2: Right. Good. I'm happy to hear it. No, I mean, you just got to remember why you started. That's what I always tell myself. Like, remember why I started my YouTube channel. Why did I start my podcast? Like this thing that people tend to like hate on for stupid reasons, like remember why you started and it really confirms why you do what you do and then you're like, oh, the haters don't matter.
0: Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) Next question. This is kind of a quick one, but somebody asked, how did you know you wanted to become a graphic designer?
2: That's a great one. I, so back in elementary school, I used to do this thing where I would like, we had like this agenda book, like planner book that every elementary school got, schooler got. And like, we had to like, in order to get like brownie points or something, I don't even know what we had to like, keep, you know, writing in this planner thing and, you know, show our, have our parents sign it or something like that. We did our homework. Like, I don't know. It was one of those things and it was ugly. Okay. Like (laughs) ugly. Even elementary school, Katie knew this like fourth grade. I was like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. So. I like got out my like teenaged magazines, like j fourteen and like all those like oh. old magazines, I like Tiger Beat. Beat. yeah, <laughs> Tiger Beat, you know, and I would cut out like Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber mm-hmm. and like all the those oh, people okay. like all of like the people that were important to me back then, and I would collage the front of my planner, like make a collage out of it and like use like the clear duct tape as like a lamination and make it like, literally it was like my pride and joy. I'd cut out the letters and make it like say my name and like all this stuff. And the fact that I cared about that in Mm -hmm. elementary school, like way back when people would come to me and say, wait, can you do it on mine? And I'm like, well, it'll, it'll cost you a (laughs) dollar. A dollar. So I charged people. Yeah. I would charge people to do their journal or their planner. And it like was my little side hustle and I'd make money for the ice cream man. Like, you know, so I was, I was a, a graphic designer before, um, I had education really. And so back then, like, you know, I always had this kind of like entrepreneurial side when it came to like my designs and like, you know, it kind of carried me through and in in college and in high school, even I was designing some tattoos with my lettering and stuff, and it you know it became something where I was like, maybe there's a reason people trust me with these sort of things, mm-hmm. like maybe I'm good at it. I don't know. So I was studying it towards the end of college. Um, when I first came in, I was a journalism major because I was actually editor in chief of my school newspaper in high school, so I was like really into journalism. So I started out journalism major, decided I wasn't mean enough for journalism, <laughs> but I was cut out for graphic design. So I switched my major. And then from there, I was like, you know, when I was graduating, looking for graphic design jobs. So it really came from just knowing that I, I appreciate aesthetic. I like fonts. I like, you know, Photoshop and stuff. And it just kind of translated into being a graphic designer. So that well, that's the
1: cutest story I've ever heard. Had <laughs> have like a little lucrative business in like fourth grade. That hustle. Love it. Exposure um,
0: doesn't pay the bills. Like, yeah, so. <laughs>
1: I'm like, exactly. I'm like, did you, did you watermark it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, could, she's like... like mm. Probably could, like, sell them one day.
1: I know. That's so cute. That would be a cute, like, concept to, like, design journals. Like, obviously not put, like, Selena Gomez yeah. on it. I mean, like, if you're into that, but... All right. Next question. Advice for being single when all your friends
2: are not. It's tough. Surprisingly, like, all my friends are single right now, but... Usually, like when I was in the city before all this madness started happening this year, I was like one of the only single ones in my friend group. Mm -hmm. And I think you just got to remember the grass is always greener. Mm -hmm. You know, you always want what you don't have. Your friends and relationships might be jealous that you're single. Like you don't know. You also only see what people a lot of times want you to see. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it isn't in the cards for you right now, like there's no need to – blame yourself or or don't, it's not your fault that you're single. Okay. Like that's what people always think. They're like, Oh, you know, if I was thinner or prettier or whatever, like maybe I wouldn't be be single right now. And like the reason that I'm single is because of these things. That's not true whatsoever. And also Mm -hmm. like, for me, I was really, and still am really focused on like my career and my art and like what I do. And, you know, I think that there's this tendency to look at Being in a relationship, like that is like you are cool. You are successful and established if you have a solid relationship that's like going towards marriage. like, But I have so many other things that I'm so happy and passionate about in my life. Like why – like I don't feel incomplete. So I guess it's just kind of growing up and you realize these things, but it's okay though if you feel a little bit sad when you're like, Mm -hmm. you know, all your friends are texting guys that are their boyfriends or like are in this like cute honeymoon phase with someone. It's normal to compare yourself, especially to your friends and people you respect. But I think just snapping yourself out of it, not letting yourself dwell, not letting yourself think of it as a, a personal jab, you know, their success is not your failure I always say that to myself in a lot of different ways. And I don't know, just know that the grass is always greener.
0: Yeah. That's great advice. Yes. Honestly. I will take that to heart. <laughs> <laughs> Another question, we kind of already answered this already, but how to spark like how do you spark your own creativity and how do you keep them like the momentum up when you're unmotivated?
2: Right. I definitely just like taking inspiration from other people that are killing it. I would honestly suggest people that aren't in your own field. So for me, for graphic design, I feel like if I look too much at other people's design, I will kind of copy them by not even know I'm doing it. So I try to, for that, look in other realms for inspiration. So for me, there's, there's this actually, what's it called? Oh no, I don't remember. But on Netflix, there's this like series that's out. It's about, strictly about design, but it's about like different design, like interior design or like just like other realms of design and there's like different episodes and they interview experts and people and stuff and just stumbling across things like that in your given field or whatever you're interested in, but not so much that you could, you know, by accident copy them. I think that's really important. So, you know, even if it's just, Honestly, it could be someone that's passionate about something that has no relation to what I do, but just seeing other people that are passionate about what they do, talk about that, talk about their passion really motivates me. And so a lot of that is listening to podcasts. That's super easy. It's like there's certain people that I I love their podcast because they continuously interview people I've never heard of before or like, you know, people with specific talents and gifts and things that are nothing like what I do. That keeps me motivated.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Honestly, that's like, that's, like, kind of what I do, too, is that, mm-hmm. like, I'll watch people's videos or, like, listen to podcasts, too, but kind of something I forget that, like, you kind of, like, feed off of, like, others, like, other people's productivity mm-hmm. in a way.
1: Completely. Okay, and the last question, what do you miss about
2: living in New York? The pizza. Oh, <laughs> I miss the pizza. It's just not cutting it out here. The Italian food, mm. all food, <laughs> you know, there's, there's good Asian food out here, and, yeah. like, there's... I'm slowly getting, you know, I'm getting around the block a little bit with food, but I'd say also just how easy it was to get around everything. I lived in a great area in New York where everything was super walking distance. I feel like here there are things walking distance, but the things I really want aren't like target is a little far, but you know, I I overall think that like I said it before New York and LA are just like, really, you can't compare them because they're so different. And like, there's pros here that are cons there and, like, vice versa, but I definitely miss the pizza.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you, like, know where we live. We live in New Haven, Connecticut. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yes. But, like, yeah, I have some friends that, like, are from Connecticut, yeah,
2: so I know yeah. vaguely geography. Yeah.
0: yeah. So there's really good pizza here, but we were just talking the other day. We don't have, like, good Asian food, so there's kind of, like, the pros. And there's the a food. trade-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have good mexican food too that too yes oh. i
2: got is a huge oh. food group i missed i've already had a few different like taco places enchiladas like oh mexican food <sighs> my favorite that's it's my favorite so, food yeah, i'm so jealous when and I'm, the margaritas
1: the guac the yeah. beans no like when i went to california i was literally like living
2: with mexican <laughs> So food. you're yeah. so right it's so yeah. good i went to san diego like <sighs> a few months. Before COVID and everything, mm-hmm. and I had amazing Mexican food there too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can attest the West Coast has good food, but just yeah. not pizza. So mm-hmm. I've you know experienced.
0: But that's all the questions we have. Ooh, we're gonna leave on a pizza note, okay? Well, yeah, <laughs> pizza with, with like Mexican margarita note too. Yes. But yes. Thank you so much for coming
2: on. This was no, no problem. I it's just been so fun. We had a great talk. I can't believe we just talked to you.
1: I know. <laughs> That's crazy. We, we just love your stuff. So I know. It's like I was,
0: crazy. I was like trying not to sound like a huge loser in the beginning, but, yeah. we, girl, but we love your stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, well
2: that, no, that means a lot. I like, yeah. that really does mean a lot. Thank you. Thank you so
0: much for listening to the episode with Katie. We really hope you enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, honestly, she is the
1: nicest person ever. I mean, we kind of assumed that she would be awesome, but I feel like she exceeded our expectations and we hope she exceeded yours.
0: Yeah, I feel like this was just such a great episode and I even learned so many things that I didn't know before and it was so cool getting to hear about all the future endeavors that she has planned and all the future products and that Meg was even able to give her some future ideas. Maybe Meg will get a little cut. (laughs) yeah if she comes out with it i'll be like where's my bag if you guys are looking for a future manager definitely hit up meg because she clearly has great ideas but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode like we said we hope that you loved it and you meant it <laughs> don't forget to follow us on instagram at love you mean it podcast feel free to leave a review and a rating on apple podcast preferably five stars thank you feel free to also donate to the podcast through the support link in the show notes And I'm pretty sure that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We have a super exciting guest coming up next week, as we do every week. But we will, of course, post kind of a preemptive questions box so that you guys can ask her whatever you'd like. But we will talk to you guys next Monday. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it.